The following program is recommended for ages 18 and over due to adult content. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Behind the Scenes, a look at some of the sometimes steamy inside of Hollywood with your host, Hollywood executive and former Victoria's Secret model, Summer Helene. Our program features the gossip, the dish, and the stories of what's really going on behind your favorite movies, television shows, and celebrities from the people who are involved in the industry. Now, here is your host, Summer Helene. Do you have a desire to be famous? Do you want hordes of people screaming your name? Then ask your therapist if Hollywood is right for you. Hollywood, where you can work your entire first year as an unpaid intern, followed by a mandatory minimum 18-hour workday with guaranteed unpaid overtime, where sexual assault is so common that you get to sign a waiver promising not to sue even before you start your new job. Warning, side effects may include insomnia, heavy drug use, thousands of dollars in therapy, alcoholism, anorexia nervosa, bulimia and or obesity, dependent upon your job and or role, hallucinations, loss of integrity, complete loss of moral compass, bleeding from the fingernails after trying to claw your way to the top, as well as excessive chapping of the lips from kissing everyone's ass. If you have these side effects or any other side effects, or begin to question your life choices, please contact your therapist because nobody in Hollywood gives a damn. Hollywood, shut up and take it. G'day, guys. Welcome to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene, and we are on with my co-host, host of the militant moderate, Paul Michael Bolin. G'day, Paul. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. And what are we talking about today uh, to possibly raise? Are we going to elevate the, the, the mood today? Over that, uh, apparently not. Okay, where are we going? We can elevate it some. Let's start with Charlie Rose, then go into something good. (laughs) There has to be something good. Hollywood, I'm getting really disappointed in you guys. Uh, Seriously, so Charlie Charlie Rose Rose is getting (laughs) is getting a show, and this this was a man who uh, had multiple accusations of uh, really, really, really bad stuff. Right, but unfortunately, no convictions. Well, everyone so, was paid off. Oh, yes. Ah, yeah. It's just one of those one of those things. If if they accept it, if that's what the victim accepts, that's what the victim accepts. It, yes, I know. I think the only person that's gotten out of it so far was Stormy Daniels. Mm-hmm talking about the president's peony. I don't know why he doesn't just own up to that. Or, or by the way, I'm going to start, I'm going to preface this conversation with, we are talking about Donald Trump as a celebrity and we are talking about a porn star. We're not going to get into politics mm. here. There's the disclaimer, people. You kind of with me on this, Paul? Uh, you know I'm always up for talking about politics, but I, I will do my best <laughs> to avoid it. But, I, I don't uh, want to get into yes, the political Yes, this week aspect. we learned that apparently Donald Trump has a ding-ding Super Mario Brothers character. A teeny tiny right? Super Mario Brothers ding-ding with Yeti pubes. Oh. She was really descriptive. I was impressed. Yeah. Because when they say tell-all, you really don't expect them to tell-all. 
Yeah, but I mean, we're talking. I think she starred in what Cam, uh, one of her films is something along the lines of Camp Cuddly Pines Power to a Massacre or something like that. So, I have no idea. And, and that was porn. Uh, so, uh, I mean, okay. She's obviously has an axe to grind. Uh, and she, she's already kind of been willing to say kind of myths truths so far. And I'm like, I've never worked with well, her. I've never not, known her. I, but I really don't only, want Donald Trump whipping out his ding-ding to disprove to or it? prove this. Yeah, or she's not the only right. one that said that about his peenie, though. I'm calling it a peenie, not a penis, just because of the size discrepancy. She's not the only one that said that about his peenie. That's actually pretty commonly uh, said. If you Google it, a lot of models that have known him no, are putting known him I'm in not, quotes. I am not the, Googling Donald Trump's peenie. No, it's, <laughs> no, it's not happening. <laughs> well, she's not the only one that described it that way. They've all described it that way, but not so eloquently. None of them used oh, Super Mario Brothers. There's a ton of them. There is a ton of them. Out of them, but I, you know, I don't care. <laughs> you got to give him points, even care. if he's. You know the old saying: for every billion, you had three inches. You know, <laughs> for every billion in the bank, it goes. It has three inches. All right, so he had a thirty-inch thing. Thing. There you go. If you believe his inflated numbers, which is probably not total horseshit, but who gives a damn at this point? Um. It's it's just I think it's just amazing to me that it's just amazing to me that this that that we are at a point that I've had to sit there and listen to newscasters talk about his penis in depth. Like they're all going through the passages of these books on Fox, they're going through it, CNN, BBC. I'm like this. I can't put on the news yeah. in front of my child anymore because of the language used by the president and, well, and all, because of the language the, used by people. And it's all the in your endo. You know what I mean? Come on. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's like, okay, so we learned about the president's ding ding. Uh, <laughs> okay. Didn't that stop was, Stormy from jumping on top of it, you know? Okay. Well, apparently she spanked him with a Time magazine. So that, to me, I don't care who you spank, his face on it. Actually, sounds really hot. I I I gotta say, yeah, I gotta say, I'm gonna cut out of being Trump. Time magazine. Yeah, if I was on the cover of Time Time magazine, I would love to have a porn star spank me with it. Okay. That's exactly it. I'm I'm gonna cut out of being Trump. I'm just gonna say, if that was like Mm -hmm. Colin Farrell, everyone would be like, "Well, he's kinky." Are you really surprised? Yeah. I mean, Colin Farrell's the guy. You sleep with him. The next day, you go to the doctor for a blood test, and you just say, "Give me everything." Or so, you're completely immune to every single disease on the planet from this point on. That's possible. Or is that too. Keith Richards? Or is that Keith Richards? No, Keith Richards is mm. the one that can't die due to massive drug use. When we all die, it's going to be Keith Richards and the cockroaches. Keith Richards, cockroaches, and Twinkies, and that's it. Yeah, okay, fair enough. I might add Willie Nelson in that. I think <laughs> Willie Nelson's going to stick around too. But it, it really Very is. Colin. But Colin Farrell's the one with the really big peony that um, seems to constantly be leaked. We have He's, video evidence of peony. 
All right. Yeah, my God, It's uh We have video evidence of Colin Farrell's. That raises the bar at this point. Second it even lower. All right. <laughs> but with his uh, his um, peenie shots, we'll call them. I feel really bad for him because he falls for the celebrity trap. He doesn't take these videos. He trusts these girls that put their phones down. Like, oh, I'm not recording this. Uh -huh. I'm like, one, if he gives yeah. you herpes, you deserve it because you recorded him sneakily. Two, it's Colin Farrell. You're going to get herpes. Well, I remember after the New England Patriots won the Super Bowl, somebody took a selfie uh, uh, with one, with the... Uh, Julian Edelman, a receiver for the Patriots, going, look who I just did, you know? And it's like, ah, ah. Yep. Oh, no, Derek Jeter. I really do. Seriously, everyone Google Derek Jeter herpes circle. Oh. Oh, God. No, no, no. It, it'll actually give you a map of women he has given herpes to. Oh, it's, it's Derek Jeter herpes tree. <laughs> Alexis just corrected me. It's called the Derek Jeter herpes tree. Alexis put it up. Oh, on yeah. We wouldn't want to go to the wrong website on that one. But no, I'm going to put up a link to the Derek Jeter herpes tree. And it actually shows you who he slept with and gave herpes to, who they slept with, and so on and so forth. And I think Derek Jeter single-handedly gave it to all of Hollywood. I'm just uh, saying, this is why I don't sleep with anyone in Hollywood. White flames dancing on my head. This is a flame. It's on my side. Of my head. It's just burning. Aren't you happy? Now you have uh, Donald okay. Trump's little peenie. You've got uh, Colin Farrell's big peenie. And now you're thinking about Derek Jeter's herpes riddled peenie. We've really, I mean, right. we have been, we're keeping it classy today. Oh, completely. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, what's next? Excessive flatchedness and exploding nipples? I mean, come on. Uh... That could, we could Which, talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, you know, there's there's probably a thing out there. There really is. Yes, I do. I, I do weep for thing. humanity. Do we have anything positive to talk about today? I don't know. I like Colin Farrell, so I thought talking about his penny was positive. Um, but I will say there's there is a movement right now to get more women into film and into boardrooms, and one of the people pushing mm -hmm. it is John Stewart. Now he pushed this way back. With uh, when he was on The mm -hmm. Daily Show, he asked them to send writers. He said, no one specific, just send me a big mix of writers. And he said he got, he walked into the writers' room for whoever was sent in, and it was a bunch of white guys. He didn't realize he had to actually specifically ask for women and minorities. But he did. Yes, he, he, he asked for binders of women. Yeah. No, no, no. He just, mm -hmm. he just asked for, uh, when he sent them, he said, just send me women, send me minorities. He actually specifically had to tell them because that's how it was then. And I hate to say it, that's how it is now. If I put in a call for writers, unless I say, hey, I want a woman, I still get all men, mm -hmm. all white men, all the time. Um, but this group has kind of gotten together. Right, but that's, and ob that's, obviously, that's obviously not for a comedy because just in general, women aren't funny. In general, women aren't. <laughs> I, I got to say... I want to defend women comics, and the only way I gonna can get, do this... Gonna get, gonna get, yeah. gonna get um, some letters on that one. Oh, so much. Um, i, I got to say, Tina Fey is funny. Yeah. Um, I disagree. The chick from Parks and Rec. What was her name? Now, I do have to say... Amy Poehler. Got, way funny. A, Amy way Poehler. Funny. 
fucking incredible. Yeah. I love her. I'd like to remind everyone, every time we swear, we give money to, uh, to charity, which is matched by Voice America. The charities we give it to are the Boys and Girls Club of America, free MMA, providing free martial arts to anyone and everyone. And, of course, the Humane Society, because who doesn't love dogs? Now, uh, Amy Poehler is friggin' fantastic. We have someone from Parks and Rec on today, a gentleman you know. Yes. Yeah, one of my friends. Andy Forrest. Now, he played, Andy Forrest. Now, he's, he actually played the character, the only character that was, le- that was less popular than Gary, <laughs> who was Jerry, who became Terry. I just have to go through that. Okay. I really should watch the show that my friend was on. It is a fantastic show, but like he is constantly abused by Chris Pratt. Yeah, he is. He's constantly abused by Chris Pratt. He was actually one of my favorite characters, so I'm really excited to have him on the show. Um, he he played one of my favorite characters. So when yeah, I've back- known him. I've known him. Yeah, I've known him for years. I'm surprised. I'm surprised. I've known him for over ten years. I'm surprised I didn't bring him on sooner. But we're going on a break. When we come on, we'll be back on with Dr. Russ talking about all things healthy. I'm Summer Helene. We are on with my co-host, host of the Militant Moderate, Paul Michael Bolin. We'll be right back. Mm-hmm. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Have you checked out Teen Wealth Radio? It's a show for teens, their parents, and educators. Hosted by Brandy England, along with regular weekly contributors, Teen Wealth Radio will cover the topics that teens need to talk about. Plus, we discuss a book of the week and a movie of the week, and each show will offer a challenge to our teen listeners that they can share on our private Facebook group page. Be sure to tune in to Teen Wealth Radio, live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific, on Voice America Variety. Where can you learn about EasyWayPromotions.com's social media marketing, brand positioning, and more? Easy Talk Live. Where can you get tuned into celebrities in the business world? Easy Talk Live. Where can you learn about entrepreneurship? Easy Talk Live. Every week, host Eric E.Z. Zuli and his celebrity friends talk about global causes, offer tips and tricks that you can use right now on social media, and give you the chance to promote your projects on Easy Talk Live. Every Saturday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back Behind the Scenes. G'day, g'day, guys. Welcome back to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene, and we are on with my co-host, host of the Militant Moderate, Paul Michael Bolin. We're going to be on with Dr. Russ. I know you guys love his questions. I'm going to get through these quick because I really want to talk about the New Palm Springs diet. So, Dr. Russ, welcome to the show. Thank you, Summer. How are you? So I, re- 
I'm good. I'm good. I really want to get through these questions. I know you do a great in-depth on them, but I want to talk about the Palm Springs diet. So I'm going to jump straight into the questions okay. and because I want to make sure we have time. Um, why? So our Excellent. first question. Okay. Let's go. Our, okay. Our first question is from Weight Watching in Portland, Oregon. Why does Weight Watchers work for everyone but me? Well, it, you are using a, a sound program. I think of the commercial programs, it's about the best, uh, but one size really doesn't fit all. Um, uh, there are many reasons why people become overweight, and uh, uh, some of those are not amenable to uh, uh, weight loss with diets such as uh, Weight Watchers. Uh, diets uh, are ineffective for such things as genetic disorders, thyroid malfunction, uh, polycystic ovarian disease, to name a few. Uh, on the other hand, uh, Weight Watcher diet, especially uh, compared to others, is a, uh, a healthy way to eat, even if it doesn't result in weight loss. So uh, uh, you may be one of those people that have... Uh, a different reason for being overweight, and I, I would refer you to a doctor to uh, look into that. Because what, regardless of why you're overweight, it's not a healthy place to be. Uh, we have uh, such a thing as uh, uh, body mass index, and it correlates with life expectancy. So. Uh, if you are between 20 and 25 BMI, for example, it's, uh, it's, you're, you're going to be healthy primarily. But as you go up into the overweight, uh, 25 to 30 or obese, 30, 35, over 35, morbidly obese, you're going to be more likely to, uh, have a shorter life expectancy. And, uh, so, uh. You're probably one of those folks that need to have a, uh, a medical workup. That's good advice. Our next question comes from Continually Craving in Dallas, Texas. I've been on Jenny Craig for five, uh, for five months and lost 15 pounds. So my question then becomes, would I be losing weight due to portion size or calorie count or a combination of the two? That's Continually Craving in Dallas, Texas. Well, uh I'm not a great fan of calorie counting uh, because of the difficulty to uh, keep an accurate count, um, as well as the fact that all all calories are not uh, likely to cause weight gain. Uh, in other words, protein and fat uh, with, uh, will not put weight. Uh, uh, put weight on, whereas starchy foods like simple carbs will. So um, it's difficult to uh, say that calorie counting is, is going to be beneficial unless I know what, what the quality of foods, that is carbs versus uh, protein versus fat. Oh, it, it's Jenny so Craig, it's, so it's, it's just a processed question. crap. Yes. Sorry. I was like, Jenny Craig's just processed crap. I would crap. reframe the question. Uh, you know, Jenny Craig is uh, is another commercial diet. I, I don't think it's as good as Weight Watchers because of that fact that uh, 
they don't really uh, distribute the the food properly. Uh, so I, I'd recommend if she's dissatisfied that she may consider Weight Watchers or uh, the Palm Springs diet. Um, a much better which thing. Which is a kind of a paleo diet that, you know, most uh, physicians recommend uh, cutting back on processed foods. Uh, well, so, that uh, was... That's the problem with Jenny Craig. It's absolutely, it, it's processed crap. Everything you're eating, it, it's not food, it's chemical. It's nasty. I know, I know, actually know a lot of people that got really sick from that. Um, try, try the Palm Springs diet. It's much better. I'm going to put up a link. Now, explaining expansion, Riverside, California. I heard that when you gain weight, uh-huh. it means fat expands rather than increasing in your body. Is that true? From Riverside, explaining expansion, Riverside, California. Well, uh, when uh, when you ingest uh, certain foods, that's true. Uh, they get stored as fat. When when you ingest simple carbohydrates, starchy foods, it triggers the release of insulin. Uh, the net effect is storage of carbs in the form of fat. Uh, pretty soon, if you continue on that on that line, uh, your fat cells are have reached full capacity, and uh, at that point, you start to uh, spill the uh, the carbs over in your into your bloodstream, and you, you develop diabetes. Uh, that is a very uh, uh, Historically, a long uh, uh, sort of history in in uh, paleontology, uh, going way back to earthworms. Earthworms have uh, the same mechanism. If you take a can of worms and put uh, feed them on sugar, you're going to end up with fat worms because it's the same idea. If you continue, uh, you'll end up with diabetic worms. So. Uh, um, your fat fat cells expand, and they can't expand anymore. You're obese, and then you become diabetic. That's so, amazing. Uh, understanding it's horrifying, metabolism, but amazing. Understanding fat metabolism uh, is important to understand why people gain weight. So I think that's a very good question. That would be my favorite so I'm gonna question, ask, by the way. That's your favorite question? So explaining expansion yes. in Riverside, California... Uh, courtesy of Dr. Russ, we'll be sending you a copy of the Palm Springs Diet. For everyone else, you can find your copy of the Palm Springs Diet on authorhouse.com, on kennethrussmd.com, on Amazon, on Walmart, on Barnes & Nobles. It's it's everywhere. Go find the Palm Springs Diet. Now, Dr. Russ, we have about and five F2. minutes, and I know I know I rushed you through the questions because I want to talk about the new Palm Springs Diet. We tried to talk about it before, and I got lots of hate mail because we are uh, – there was a little trouble with the website, but everything's going good now, so it's available, right? Because we we have people that are interested. Yes, it is. Uh, on now, all of you- those sites, uh, that is uh, Amazon, my own my own website, Etsy. Uh, uh, it's available. Uh, people like it because uh, it's not a pill; it's a spray. Uh, you can carry it around with you. It's uh, a cylindrical bottle that uh, uh, when you're having a hunger pain, uh, food craving, uh, you use, you spray it under your tongue. It's 
it's not bad tasting at all. Uh, what what the product actually is is ginkgo, is Garcinia cambodica rather, and uh, it's the only. Uh, it, that's uh, also known as Citramax. It's in a lot of the uh, over the counter uh, weight loss preparations, but ours is the only one that um, is available in spray form. Uh, you can use now, it regularly. You can take it. Yes. I have to. I have to say, we actually had a friend of the show, um, Jared Fiora. He's one of the guys uh, that put together Free MMA, the nonprofit. He's also an MMA fighter. He used this, and a lot of his buddies were asking about it um, when we were having some website problems. Uh, and he he used it to cut weight because what these guys do usually is stop eating, stop drinking, and just sweat out everything to get to the weight they need to be for their fight. And then they pack it back on right before they fight. And he didn't need to do any of that when he used this supplement. It really does work. Well, it's not just for fighters trying to lose weight. It's for everyone uh, that feels they uh, overdo it sometimes, uh, snacking, uh, eating too much. And uh, it has a pretty broad uh, user base. Uh, we tested it. Uh, patients uh, in our practice lost an average of five pounds a month, and uh, that's a very good uh, rate of weight loss. You don't want to lose 20 pounds in a month because it causes hardening of the arteries. It causes uh, gallstones, for example. So uh, we were very satisfied with the results of this product, and we uh, thank you for uh, enabling us to uh, uh, be able to describe the, the product uh, on the air to uh, perhaps interest people in it. Uh, they should try it and uh, uh, see how it works for themselves. So if it works, they can uh, tell their family and friends about it. Uh, I, I now, would hardly recommend it. I would tell everyone, you can go to palmspringsdiet.com because i got people hitting me on Twitter trying to figure out uh, where, where to get it. I think you can also get the book. Can you, can, can you get the book at palmspringsdiet.com? Yes, certainly. The book's also available. So, guys, if you go and to Palm is, Springs... Uh, Sorry. The book is uh, readily available at the same places. Uh, it's a good read. Uh, there's some history uh, in it as well as uh, a lot of uh, sound nutritional uh, information, medical information that uh, probably applies. Now, I'm going to say to everyone, the Palm Springs Diet, just go to palmspringsdiet.com. Easy to remember, easy to find. If you Google Palm Springs Diet, it's easy. I'm going to put up a link. I promise you. There won't be any issues with the link this time, guys, I swear. Um, so <laughs> give it a go. I think you'll really, really like it, and it doesn't taste bad. Dr. Russ, thank you so, so much for being on the show. I do want to tell everyone if you have more questions, they'll answer a lot of them about what's in it and what it does on the website. So go check it out. It's it's really good. You can get it from palmspringsdiet.com. You can get it on Amazon. You can get it on Etsy. It's a really great product. Uh, Dr. Well, Dr. Thank Russ, you thank you for, so, so much. Uh, You're welcome, oh, Summer. It, it's, it's no problem. I'm, I'm a fan. You know that. So, uh, guys, yes, go check out. I look forward to talking to you again next week. I look forward to talking to you next week. 
Guys, go check out the Palm Springs diet. I promise you, you will like it. It actually it t- doesn't taste bad, which I, I, I have to admit, I expected it to the first time I tried it because it's sublingual, but it was really good mm. and it really works. I do want to give a quick shout out to our product partners uh, when we come back. And of course, we are going to be an- on with Andy Forrest. I'm Summer Helene. We are on with my co-host, host of the Militant Moderate, Paul Michael Bolin, our very special mm-hmm. guest, Dr. Ross, talking about the new Palm Springs diet. Go to palmspringsdiet.com. And Andy Forrest, who was one of my favorite characters in Parks and Rec, he played Kyle. And apparently he was in Brooklyn Nine-Nine, which I'm ashamed to say I haven't seen, but I happen to be a really big fan of this guy's. We'll be talking to him when we come back. See you in a minute. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. If you are interested in real estate in America's largest city or anywhere, be sure to listen for Good Morning New York Real Estate with Vince Rocco. Although our focus is on Manhattan and other real estate markets in and around New York City, we'll have plenty of information that will help you successfully buy, sell, and close a transaction no matter where you are in the world. Good Morning New York Real Estate with Vince Rocco can be heard every Tuesday at 9 a.m. in New York, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on voiceamerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. You are listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back behind the scenes. G'day, g'day, guys. Welcome back to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene. We are on with my host, my co-host. You're not my host, you're my co-host, the guy that does it with me, or he hosts mm-hmm. me sometimes. It depends. Um, my co-host hosts the militant moderate, Paul Michael Bolin. And I do want to give a quick shout out to Adrian Alcantar Hair Studios in Palm Springs, California. Thank you for making me always look red carpet ready. Aspen Mills Bread Company supports charity. Wonderful sponsor. Wonderful, wonderful sponsor of charity. Um, Scott Haskin, he puts together the wonderful music at the beginning of the show. Flat Black Art Supplies. They did. They were the artists and people that helped out Free MMA, which is a nonprofit gym that we support here on the show. Uh, Aloft SeaTac Airport Hotel because Aloft is always very good to us no matter where we go. Beneath the Street Underground Tours in Seattle. Queen Capilani Hotel Off-Road Rentals, which is doing our giveaway today. If you guys can tell me Andy Forrest's first, first film, first television appearance, first acting gig, we will give you ATV rides at Off-Road Rentals in Palm Springs, California or a float at True Rest Sedona or Las Vegas, 
or we have Ellie's Lip Squad giveaways. We have all kinds of stuff. So answer the question. We'll give you a treat. And Griggs Vacuums. You make it on this list every week because you're Alexis's grandfather and she put you on here. So how are you doing, Paul? Okay. So we don't have our guest yet, do we? No, we don't. <laughs> I'm really bummed. Like, this and is somebody I'm actually a fan of. I'm really a fan of his. Well, man, that's my recommendation. No, he's your buddy. Be, you're right. <laughs> well, his character is actually really cool. Uh, characters, the his character, Kyle and Parks and Rec. I'm going to talk about this because I'm going to have my fangirl moment, so deal. Uh, he's, he's, an, he's an attorney for the city of Pawnee, and he's the only character that gets treated worse than Jerry. Even Jerry criticizes Kyle. Like when they were both judges during a cook-off between Ron uh, Swanson and Chris Traeger, Jerry told off Kyle. Like he is the only guy below Jerry in the pecking order. And if you have not seen Parks and Rec, you will not understand the reference and shame on you. It is a fantastic show. Paul, I'm talking to you. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, so I know. I have not watched it. So he's constantly in conflict with Andy, who owns uh, Andy's shoe polishing stand, which is a, uh, a, and he's pretty much abused by Chris Pratt. It's an amazing character, one of my favorite characters. Uh, Alexis, is, Alexis is texting him. You've got to love the film industry. This you is know, what actors, happens. what are you going to do? But, but uh, okay, so. Um, so he's, uh, so Andy Forrest, I thought he was saying he's on. Um so the character Kyle is constantly in, yes, I'm going back to my fangirl, everyone. We are going back to the city of Pawnee. And he's mm-hmm. constantly in conflict with Andy Dwyer. The, pos- the, the uh, experience never goes well. Andy Dwyer is Chris Pratt's character. He oh, puts- that's what's going on. Okay. So the, the, uh, the Chris Pratt character, his actual name on the sh- his character name is Andy on the show? Andy Dwyer, yep. Okay. That's not going to make things confusing at all, considering Andy for that's actually Andy's name. So Andy's Kyle in the scenario. Andy's Kyle and Chris is Andy. See, I got this. <laughs> yeah. It's, so, so I'm just going to go with Kyle and Andy because no, it's, it's Chris Pratt. So um, Andy, uh, Andy Dwyer covers the entire chair in black shoe polish. Kyle ends up sitting in it. Every time he criticizes uh, Andy, he takes Kyle's briefcase and like throws it down the hallway and essentially tells him to go fetch. It's, it's fantastic. If you have not I seen don't... Parks and Rec, it is phenomenal. I love it. It's, and I'm going to say this, everyone's going to get pissed, but especially in the age of Me Too, I know everyone's on uh, NZ Azaria and they're, they're kind of pissed at him right now, but the show is still good. Mm-hmm. Yes, he's in it. Um, but, I mean, you've got Amy Poehler. She's one of the producers she's one of the writers she's the lead you want to support women that's a good show to watch and her character is hardcore feminist um which to me makes a really really big difference i love that so we're going to talk to andy about playing kyle and dealing with a guy named andy i'd like to welcome to the show andy forrest g'day andy hello how you doing how are you? i'm good thank you so i had a for a while <laughs> Paul was a little scared. I, I was fine. I'm having this fangirl moment talking about your character. Your character was one of my favorite characters in Parks and Rec. I think you're the only person that everyone was meaner to than Jerry, who became Gary, who became Terry. 
Yeah, uh, Jim Hare, Jim O'Hare, Jerry's a good friend of mine. He, he's actually a, a really wonderful. That's, it was a great part for him uh, playing Jerry. Now, I have to tell you, my favorite character you played was on Parks and Rec. What was your favorite character you've ever played? <laughs> um, well, I, I guess I can think of two. There's one, like, way back in college, there was a, a, a play called A Flea in Her Ear, and it was a, I played um, two people. I played um, a, a, a lord of a manor and then an idiot servant who lived in the neighbor neighboring borough. And they were identical. It was a, it was a farce comedy. Um, but then we just—I just recently we we've been doing comedy, and I got to play Caesar in this game, The Ides of Madness, and and uh, and and that was a lot of fun because he was sort of a almost a Danny DeVito type of arrogant leader. Like you know, I'm, I'm I know we don't know that many arrogant leaders, but uh, you know that that was a lot of fun. Oh yeah, no no <laughs> one to point no one to point out these days. No examples yeah. to look at. <laughs> so, what got you into acting? Because you've done everything forever, uh, and that's not an exaggeration. If there, you've done from pushing daisies. I mean, you've done everything. I, I'm looking at this, what? and it's incredible. Yeah, she didn't um, know you were on uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yeah, I didn't know you were on Brooklyn Nine Nine. I didn't know. I, I'm just looking at this. I'm see. I'm secretly going through your Wikipedia, right? Uh, the Wikipedia, your IMDb, right now, and I'm looking at going. I did know you're on Brooklyn Nine Nine. I did know you're on Grey's Anatomy. Um, I literally only knew you from Parks and Rec, and you were my favorite character. Oh well, thank you. Um, yeah, I've uh, I, I got into acting uh, way back in high school. I was, I, I was probably because I was, I was a little bit uh, socially. I was trying to figure out something I could do to like you know, fit in with the world. And, and as many people know, once you, once you do theater, you get bit by the bug and, and you can, you can ride that train all the way. It's, and, and I actually tried other careers first. I, after college, I did sales for a number of years and, and, uh, I lived in Seattle for a while. And, and, uh, eventually I, 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 I took a screenwriting class up in uh, Seattle and, and I came down for a conference called Words in the Pictures, which I think they only had a few, like every other years, around like around the turn of the millennium. And uh, and I came down, and I just like they had all these panels of speakers that came out and gave their time, you know, all these very famous people. Uh, and it was just so inspiring. I moved down here pretty shortly after that, and and started out commercially. Um, and uh, I got got pretty lucky commercially. I. I, I Worked in commercials for a number of years, and uh, then eventually moved into some uh, television work, and uh, that's how I got started. I got to tell you, one of the shows I thought they should never have canceled, I really liked, was Joan of Arcadia. You've done that. You've done Desperate Housewives. You've been on some of the biggest shows in television, CSI. Um, yeah, I, I get a lot of. <laughs> I got a. I get a lot of the. Um, uh, what do you call it? The the uh, day laborer roles, the journeyman roles, and it's fine. It's good work. Um, I actually uh, desperate housewives. Uh, I I was in a, a party scene with uh, my friend Susan Grayson, but then and that ended up getting cut out for time. So I actually never made it into unless they do DVD deleted scenes for that show. It never made it to air. That's not fair. That, I'm, I'm just gonna say boo for that. They should have kept you in it. So, so no residuals on that. So no residuals on that one because you know you never know. 
Actually, I don't remember if they do or not. I, uh, there was definitely, I still got credit for it and everything, so I think I got paid. I'm not sure if there were residuals or not. But. Fair enough. But, uh, so I have to ask, did you like Brooklyn Nine-Nine better or did you like Parks and Rec better? Well, I had a much, I had a, there's actually a connection between the two shows. I mean, I, I actually uh, did uh, Parks and Rec for a long time, but uh, um, Brooklyn Nine-Nine were uh, some of the same producers and they actually, they actually just came to me and asked me if I wanted the role. It's like the first time I've ever gotten a role without actually having to audition for it. And like, and so the difference was that like, you know, like they didn't tell me what they wanted. So I went, I showed up there and there were like a couple ways you could play this character. And I, I did what I thought and, and they liked it and it was a little bit different, you know, it was fun. I liked that. So yeah, get, anybody, anybody's welcome to give me work at any time. So that's great. I like that. What is your passion? Is it, is it acting? Is it, um, do you want to direct? Where do you want to go? Because people always want to go different directions from here. Well, I guess, I guess for me, it's it's somewhat about a feeling. I mean, I, I like I like entertainment. I like I like making people laugh. I, I, I'm I'm more probably more of a story storyteller than I am an actor. I mean, as far as cause I see some actors and like just amazing actors, you know. And like, and I'm a good actor, and uh, you know, if the wind's behind me, and it's a good day. But uh, I, you know, I just love storytelling, and I love finding comedy, and and I like having fun. Um, I, I this this uh, the web show that we're doing now. It's uh, called Still Watching Us. It's a YouTube show called Still Watching. It's Still Watching Us is the the link for it. But uh, we've been like, it's me and, and and some improv friends of mine that I've known for almost twenty years. And we got together about a year ago and we started uh, uh, putting together uh, some stuff. And Paul came out and helped us one day on it. Uh, we, we did a sketch uh, called Pirates, which hasn't aired yet. Um, and uh, uh, it's just, it's a lot of fun. It's a, it's, a, it's a lot of work, a lot of drama, a lot of passion, but it's a lot of fun too. And it's just nice to be able to like, you know, to do something and, and put something out there and to be seen. And so, yeah, I like creating Awesome. Like we'll have creating. to put up a link to that. I've got people hitting on Twitter saying, where is it, where is it, where is it? So if you don't mind, I'd love yes, to put YouTube, up a link so people can go ahead. Yeah, there's a, there's a redirect link uh, through www.stillwatching.us. is the best way to get there, easiest way to get there. Lex, would you put Facebook up that link, please? And... I like that. Sorry, now, yeah. if you had to give advice to anyone going in the industry, I'm so, I have Twitter going here and 8,500 questions coming at you a minute. Um, one of the more common ones I'm being asked is what advice would you give to people who want to work in the industry? You work really consistently. <laughs> you work more than most people. What advice would you have for actors trying to break in? Um, it's, it's, a it's a long road. There are people that get very lucky really fast and then maybe they decide to eventually go off and do something else. Like I sort of came at it from the other way. I'm like, I, I tried other things. I'm like, okay, I really like doing this and I'm going to just write it out. And it's acting is one of those things where like, just as you have with me, it's like you look back and you see the, you see uh, this montage of things I've done. I'm like, wow, how busy he's been. Like there've been a lot of dead silent areas between there, you know? So it's like, I think it's, it's gotta be, it's gotta be a thing where it's like, you've got to find, 
you know, different way, you know, either you have to find something to support yourself while you're pursuing it, um, you know, and, and a lot of people do that commercially, um, or they just get other work, or they work, there's so many things you can do in this town, you know, we've a big city, but uh, you've, it's, it's, a, it's a long haul, you know, and, uh, but then it's also a matter of, like, finding out what it is specifically that thrills you within all this that you want to do, so... It's very, like I said, it's very fulfilling for me now to be doing to be doing this work. Like a long time ago, they said, like you know, make your own stuff. You know, and, you know that's that's a double edged double edged sword, right? You know, it's like you can make your own short film or film or whatever, and and then maybe nobody will see it, or you know, you can make you can put something on on videos. I before this a while back, um, some friends of mine and I we did a, a a web series called Dog News, and I called it the the, the the best web series nobody's ever seen. Because, <laughs> like, like, we, like, literally, probably over, like, a number of, you know, like, eight years, did, like, a hundred sketches, you know, and, and it was all news-based uh, parody of Fox News. And uh, and little, I think we had a lot of fun doing that, but, like, very, you know, very little impact. So, I, I want to have a look uh, at that. So i got to tell you. Sorry. i, I got to tell you, shows like that, uh, usually the diamond in the rough. I work on the studio end, so I'm kind of funny. I don't uh, want to shoot. I don't want to shoot anything until I know distros in the bag, even if it's an indie. But some of the best films tend to come from actors. Tend to come from people that know their stuff. Yeah. Uh, but to answer your question of like, how do people get into it? Um, it, it it's a bit of a process because, like, you know, it's like mm, it, it is a catch twenty two. Like, you know, you come out here. And you don't have representation. You need representation, but they don't want to represent you until you've done something. And um, you can't do something without so, reputation. With it. You know, so it's like uh, I've told people there 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 are many ways into it. You know, you come out here; it's very helpful to do a little bit of extra work just to get your your um, bearings straight on a set. You know, like so you see what it's like around there, and a lot of student films you can do. You know. Um, and uh, it's it's just meeting people, networking, and, and also like playing to what your strength is. You know, if you if you are a theater actor, do theater. If you're an improv actor, do improv. You know, and you'll get opportunities. And, and eventually, uh, Kevin Tenney once told me it was like, I believe everybody gets a certain number of breaks, and eventually, uh, you're going to get your breaks. You know, and and you just have to be ready for them when they come. You know. Um, it's it's good to have flexible work so that you can, you know, in a short period of time, you know, jump on an opportunity. But you also have to determine what actually is an opportunity, too, because there's a lot of people that will ask you to do things that are like, you know, may not be your cup of tea. And so you have to be able to mm-hmm. decide, you know, like, like what you're like comfortable doing you're and what you're not comfortable doing. <laughs> yeah. Fagan? Much like the people you're talking to as we speak. So, you yeah. know. I think you've yeah. turned down like one or two things that I've said, but it's fine because you know it's. it's you know. <laughs> Did we lose summer? That's why I've done one thing. I don't know. Summer. Um, all all uh, I'm doing is sitting here. I'm just sitting here going. Well, I don't know about turning stuff down. My rule is, if you can take someone's top off, I can sell it. But I'm I'm listening to this, <laughs> and you have a real passion for this. It's incredible. Um. You, you talk about people going into theater, people going into, you know, improv, people going into to film, but you've done all of it. 
you've you've reached across across the aisles. That was something that came in on Twitter. The next question that came in on Twitter that I do have to ask uh, the, was, "How do you and Paul know each other?" That's one of the questions. <laughs> Uh, we have a we Keep have a clean, very uh, famous old friend by the name of Chuck McCann, and uh, mm-hmm. Chuck uh, Chuck McCann was a, a an award winning uh, actor. If you're from the New York area and you're closer to my age, then you would you would know him. I mean, I'm not from there, but like I've met many people that grew up on the East Coast that knew Chuck McCann because Chuck had a a, a a TV show and then. Uh, he did a, he did several movies, some of them on the indie level, but he actually got some Academy Award nominations, and and uh, he um, he went on to do when I was a kid. He did a show with with Bob Denver called it's a Saturday morning kids show called Fire Out Space Nuts, um, where it's like he and uh, Bob Denver were two janitors from NASA that accidentally got launched into space, and and uh, uh, and he's also fam- most famously known. For like the guy behind, uh, and you have to also have to be my age to know this one. There used to be this right guard commercial where, where uh, somebody would open up the the, the bathroom uh, cabinet, and you you could see through to the other apartment, and and it was Chuck McCann on the other side saying, "Hey neighbor," mm-hmm. um, sort of the first the home improvement version type of thing. And, um, and to the to the youngsters out there, he also was the the voice of the two twin uh, strong bandits on Ducktales. Oh, I love DuckTales. One of the two. I love DuckTales and Tales. And the voice of I met him. I met Chuck through another group. Group uh, after some a really weird incident happened. Uh, We wound up going to Bob's Big Boy, and you met Chuck through who? Where? Well, I actually, Andy. I actually met Chuck. I actually met Chuck because. my uh, my mom, who lives in Florida, her boyfriend was driving uh, trucks, uh, buses for oh, what was that? Uh, the river dance thing, like the the Irish or Scottish dancers that did the river dance. Okay, Lord, yeah. Lord, of, the, the Lord of the Dance thing. Okay, Lord of the Dance. Yeah, thank you. And uh, something like that. And they were <laughs> he was out here and he was staying at the Sportsman's Lodge, and uh, he he said Bill said he was like, hey, come out. So I come on and have uh, lunch with me. And I lived in Studio City at the time. So I went there and met him. And, and he was like, oh, there's all these great people out here. And Chuck McCann was one of the, one of the guys. And I can't think of all the names, but there, uh, there were like some like uh, former retired Western actors there who have now passed away. And, and of course, Chuck Oh, Chuck I think he had the, is it the Cowboy Awards or something like that? Guys, I'm going to cut in real quick because we're getting to the end mm-hmm. of the show. And we have a bad habit of talking through the end of the show. So I want to um, oh. ask Andy, Andy, where can people find you on social media? Because I don't want to miss this. Then I want to get back to the questions. Um, where can people um, find you on, on social Facebook, media if they want to follow you? On Facebook, uh, I'm on uh, uh, the quotable Andy Forrest. And on, on Twitter, I'm just the quotable Andy. And uh, see what else is there. I'm just new to Instagram, but I'm still I'm using still watching. Uh, so we're still watching sketch, still watching sketch comedy on Instagram. And that's mostly me, although that's actually all of our our group. Uh, I'm very like I said, I'm very new to Instagram. And then stillwatching.us is our www.stillwatching.us is our our website link, which is actually just a redirect to YouTube, but that'll take you to our YouTube page. And that's how you oh, find okay. me. I like that. We have about three minutes left in the show. I'm going to say, Paul, quickly, we can find the Militant Moderate on 
iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, uh, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. Did I do that right? Yeah. Yep. Uh, and of course the YouTube channel. Okay. And um, did you get it? I think, I, wanted, so. I, I, I think so. We got it. Yeah. We'll put up links, guys, to both of them. Andy, we have two minutes left. I want to ask you, because this is the a question we're getting bombarded with and we always get asked, and I think it's a great one. If you could make any film, what would it be? You're now under, like, Miss America pressure. Go. Oh, uh, any film. Um, Anything you, know, you can I, make. I think it's more of, a, a, more of a, a series. I've got this series I wrote years ago called Text which is about a, a guy who's like a time study guy. And, and, uh, but he also takes on this, uh, alternate persona of, of a Texas janitor. And the, 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 the kicker is that the Texas janitor becomes much more popular than he is. <laughs> so he's like this alter, alter ego that is more popular than he is. And so it's a, it's a huge problem for him because, you know, wouldn't that bother you? Um, that's well, one, too. I guess. There you go. I like that. If it's good, you should send it to me. I'm always looking for stuff. Guys, I want to thank you right. for joining us on Behind the Scenes. And thank you very much to our special guest, Andy Forrest. Andy, I do have to tell you, I really am a big fan of yours. And, of course, thank, thank you, you thank to you my co-host. Yeah, it was really oh, nice. I'd love to have you on again. We ran out of time, and I missed about 4,000 questions, so we're going to get hate mail. Oh, wow. um, yeah, and apparently I missed about 14 texts from you, Andy. So, I guess, yeah, I don't know what was going on, on my phone. I'm sorry. Paul, you're getting a well, you got a new, um, you've got a new number right here. Uh, so, uh, I don't yeah, have well, the phone so yet. Where, where do, where do people, yeah. so where do people send hate mail? I'm just kidding. Uh, they usually send it to <laughs> me nice on Twitter. That's, that's where it goes. Okay. But guys, I promise I will beg to get him back on. Thank you very, very much, Andy. And Paul, of course, thank you always to my co-host, host of the Milton mm-hmm. Moderate, Paul Michael Bolin. I'm Summer Helene. This was Behind the Scenes. We'll see you next week. Good night. Thanks for checking out the show. Behind the Scenes can be heard live on the Voice America Variety Channel every Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific. Be sure to join Summer Helene for more Scoop next week.